0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Butterfly's Cocoon. Today's topic is money, and more importantly, it's all about your relationship with money. With today's episode, we have a guest joining us named Jennifer Bloom. And the main topics we're going to be discussing today is what exactly is a money relationship? How are you in charge of that relationship? How do you tend to it? and the origin of money with the divine and is there unlimited amount of resources when it comes to it. And at the end, I'm going to provide you some little information about how you can get in contact with Jennifer, as well as one of her free quizzes for you to help you further along with your relationship with money. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into this episode. Hi, I'm Candice, and this is the Butterflies Cocoon Podcast, the show where you will hear personal, honest, and aspiring stories from a mom of two boys who's an advocate for women empowerment, uses beauty as therapy, and a believer of positivity and mental health. We'll learn how to embrace the challenges you may go through as a mom, encourage you to take those chances, and blossom into your own Butterfly. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. We have another wonderful guest joining us here on the Butterflies Cocoon Podcast, and her name is Jennifer Bloom. Jennifer is an energy healer, a soul abundance, and master soul language practitioner. She teaches people how to communicate directly with their soul so that they can co-create a flow of abundance in whatever form they want. Jennifer has been helping people realign with and create what they want from their soul inner abundance since 2001. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate you taking the time to talk about abundance and really getting to the heart of it when it comes to money relationship and how we view it as well.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Candice. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. So I really want us to start off with defining what money relationship means, because I feel like a lot of people really don't understand that money actually does have some type of relationship, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, that really does play a soul center within our daily lives that correlates with our family, friends, and how we actually want to have our career. So let's go ahead and just dive into what exactly is a money relationship.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's kind of a... You know, money is one of those things that we think of when we have to go to the grocery store, um, or we want you know to take that next trip, or we're planning out the structure of our of our days and our lives. And you know, sometimes it, it it's very much a it's it's a it's a currency, right? It's something you hold in your hands, and people have a variety of different opinions about um, how nice money is or things like mm-hmm. that. And <laughs> the reality is is that we are actually in a relationship with money and now that relationship is a little bit different than you know say with your best friend or your your mom or your kids but you know anything that's on the that, that we interact with on the planet where we actually have a relationship with and so mm-hmm. the same is true for money and we get to decide how we want that how we want that relationship to run, we get to be the ones that are in charge of all of those different interactions. So that's really the, the first place to start is just acknowledging that there is this relationship. Now, money doesn't have any free will. So it's not, this is where it's a little bit different than your best friend. Um, money isn't going to try to sabotage you or money isn't going you don't have to worry about money you know hiding or or you know running away from the relationship but also because money doesn't have free will it it waits for us to give it direction and so we often have all kinds of ideas about money that end up impacting that relationship right like oh i need to work really hard for money and money goes well okay, if that's how you want to play it, then, <laughs> then we can do that, right? So we have all of these rules that are tied up in our relationship. Um, but the very first piece of it is really understanding that, yep, I have a relationship, and I'm the one who's in charge of it.
0: So you have to dictate how you're going to have that relationship intertwined with your life.
1: It, that's exactly right. Um, so there's lots of different ways that we can, that we can work with money. Um, and we can make it flow easily or we can have it be flow in a way that's has more pain and, and suffering to it. And, you know, if you're somebody who's in the middle of a challenging Time with money that can be a little bit hard to hear. Like, wait a minute, why? I mean, I'm choosing this, <laughs> um and I have been there. Right, I have been there when there's been ten dollars in the bank and a week and a half left f- before there's the next paycheck, and there's three kids to feed. And and you know, if somebody at that point had said, "Oh, you're the one who's in charge of this," I probably would have slugged them quite honestly. <laughs> but right, but on the other hand, we are the ones who are setting the the parameters. We are the ones who are, um, we are the ones who are making those underlying decisions about how we are going to interact with money.
0: So when you say interact, do you mean like the type of transactions that we use or how, or I guess our spending and saving? Does that core line with our our thought process when it comes to money and how we let it affect us, because if we're not really paying attention, how we're using it. Right. And we're just kind of spinning in nilly willy when we feel like it. But then when you see that bill come in the mail, is that one of those things where you're just like, okay, I need to rethink my relationship or do I really need to rethink how I'm actually spending the money or is that both?
1: That is a both answer. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So let me, let me give some examples. So let's say, um, so there's a couple of different ways that we handle money. We handle money physically with the kind of structures that we set up, right? Like our savings account, our checking account, how much we're going to spend, whether that looks like a budget or sort of spending, you know, allowances, but, um, Uh, different buckets for for a vacation versus a a new car versus um schooling clothing that kind of thing right so we have our relationship with that with the actual transactions right uh right and but then the layer before that is is more internal it's more it's more mindset um and, and I think we'll also need to get into the different aspects of the money relationship, which we can, we can talk about in a moment, but let's say for example, that you have always had a history of, you, you for whatever reason, in your family line, there's sort of always been this history of not quite enough money. And there's always been a little bit of, there's been pain along the way. And so we, we can get into this place where we're like, oh, I just can't. I just can't look at it, right? I just um, I, I, you sort of push it away, you kind of go unconscious around your money. And at that point, you sort of got this internal program running like, okay, money is painful. And then we make this choice, which is sometimes it's an active choice. Sometimes it's a oh, I just don't even want to think of it choice. And we spend mm-hmm. when we, you know, right, like you said, you kind of willy-nilly on the credit card, but it's out of pattern, right? It's out of this idea that I just don't want, I don't want to think about it kind of thing. And then, of course, you're faced it when the, when that final bill comes in, you're like, oh, no, now I have to deal with this, right?
0: It's kind of like a, like a pain point, right? So you're feeling so sad and depressed and you feel well, to help me get a little bit better or feel a bit more happier today, I'm just going to spend $5 on this McDonald's meal, or I'm going to go ahead and spend $100 on this new outfit that I just know is going to make me feel really fabulous and divine. But in reality, later down the road, probably like a day later, a week later, you kind of get this mindset like, okay, well, I did get the bill now. <laughs> I don't have those <laughs> I That outfit was great. But, uh, but is it really was it necessary for me to do that? Was that have have you heard of people putting that um, connection of the two? You know where they want to spend to help with their depression, but then they regret it later on, to where they're now like, okay, well, now I have this this really mindset when it comes to money, because I had it, but now I need to go spend money on this. But then I was so depressed that I didn't have this. So I spent more money, which has this like weird conundrum of like a a weird cycle that they do.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think that one of the ways that we tend to use money is to fill a hole. Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes that hole might look like sadness, it might look like depression, it might look like frustration, it might look like boredom, you know, right? As we're coming through this, um, you know, being in quarantine, you know, people have seen some really funny COVID purchases, right? You know, because we're just like, gosh, okay, I got to do something, right? I got to do something to brighten up whatever, and I'm going to, you know, buy that funky looking hat or (laughs) or something and then you get it you're like what oh my gosh what was I thinking but the thing is is that you're you're using it to fill a hole and sometimes that hole is feeling not enough right so um we use money in 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 that way sometimes the way people use food right like if I'm feeling sad I'll go get that McDonald's meal or if I'm feeling like um I'm feeling not enough, or kind of get into comparisonitis, right? Okay, fine. I'll just you know let me just you know go get some Dairy Queen or something, right? Um, And and money can be the same way. And consciously we can know, right? Like we if we we're smart enough to know I'm buying this, I'm going to get the bill. But at the time when you're at the bottom of that hole, that's all you can see, right? Is I want to feel better, and I have learned either because maybe you know I've I have a colleague who says you know it, um, her dad all was never very good at sort of those feeling kinds of things, but he always bought gifts, so Christmas was this fantastic time. Or dad might give you get you a gift out of the blue, um, but you know she really she really picked up on money is love. <laughs> right. So um, some of these patterns can go pretty deep. And um, but yeah, it, it all kind of ends kind of circles around this idea of, of you're filling some kind of hole with it.
0: Yeah. and And I feel like that really goes into like, how do you tend that money relationship and your bank account so that When you see that bill or when you're feeling that low of a vibration where you want to just spend, 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 how do you have that healthy relationship to make sure that you do have money in the bank, but yet you do have money also to spend if you have it to choose so to buy that McDonald's or buy that new T-shirt for yourself? How do we tend to that money relationship to really help it grow?
1: Yeah, good question. So. And there's a couple of different answers. And and the first place that I will start is by saying when you're looking at the money relationship, there's actually three pieces to it. There's the relationship you have with yourself. There's the relationship you have with the divine, God, goddess, nature, Bob, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call that, which is bigger <laughs> than us. And, and the relationship with money, right? The actual like dollars and cents. So the, the very first place to start intending your money relationship before you even get to your you know, to the bank account is that relationship with yourself and being able to find new ways to really honor and cherish yourself. And and that might sound a little bit funny but on the other hand when you think about wait a minute what are my patterns what am i doing when i'm when i'm out of alignment in my money relationship and my bank then therefore my bank account's really out of alignment right if you're spending to fill holes if you can the 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 you if you can take that first step of finding developing that deeper love and acceptance for yourself now you can really be a good leader, right? It's hard to lead when you're beating yourself up all the time. It's hard to step in and lead when you are, um, when when you're looking to external things to buoy you up, as opposed to really deeply getting uh, involved in your inner relationship.
0: So, um, that's really good information because once I feel like once you figure out who you are and how you're managing it in the personal relationship that you have with money, it does kind of open up Pandora's box for you to really understand <laughs> yourself a little bit better because now you know how you tend to it, how you actually value it, where is it actually going, and then going forward, you can actually change that dynamic to help you for the better than what the road you were currently going on.
1: Tr- very true. Very true. So if it, it, if you can, um, yeah, once Pandora's box is open, right? Sometimes <laughs> it's, it's hard to know where to stop. But when you get in that place to say, oh, you know, who am I really? I'm somebody who wants to be a good steward of my money, right? I want to be that person who um, really understands what's in my accounts. And I really want to be that person who um doesn't at the end of the month feel like they've overspent and that person who is ahead of the game, right? And so when you allow yourself to trust that you can be that person, right? Instead of this person that you have in your head of, oh, you know, oh, I'm scatterbrained when it comes to money or, oh, I just don't understand this or, oh, it just money gets the best of me, right? That's sort of mm-hmm. the line I hear. Money yeah. just sort of gets the best <laughs> yeah, of I me. Yeah, I hear that a lot like, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And I we've all been there. Right. But when you can uh, you said it really well. Right. When when you really start to own yourself and your stuff, then you can say, no, who I really am is a really good steward of money. And I'm going to figure this out.
0: Yeah. All about accountability accountability, Mm -hmm. understanding, and then like recognizing where it's going and how you react to it and why you spend the way that you spend or why you're behind on so many bills or whatever the case may be. It really does put in perspective for you, okay, this is what's going on. How do I change this for the better? Because I can't continue to do this because it's lowering me down on my vibration. It's lowering me down on my mindset when it comes to actual money and it's really not bringing me any kind of heart or joy. If anything, it's bringing more chaos and stress within my life and I need to fix it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing like the chaos and stress of um, not having enough money, right? Even when you have enough money coming in and you know, you're just like, I know I, I've got plenty of money coming in, but that by the end of the month, it's not here. Yeah, that, that chaos and stress is very painful, right? So it's worth getting a little bit curious about it, right? And uh, figuring that piece of it out.
0: Okay, so we're actually going to take a little second here. We're going to dive into our next topics, which is origin of money is divine, and also the three sacred aspects of money relationship. Uh, So we'll be right back, you guys. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for coming back. Um, I do want to mention some information about Jennifer and where you can locate her. She has Facebook as well as Instagram. Facebook is Soul Abundance Guide and then Instagram is soul.abundance. I also want to mention that she does have a free money relationship quiz. And I will have that link in the blog like normal. You can click on the link. It will take you directly to her quiz. So let's just go ahead and jump right back in into the origin of money is divine and therefore unlimited. Can you speak about a more about that? Just how we have a more broader aspect of it?
1: Sure, sure. So the thing about money is that anytime we get um, – Physical cash in our hands, or we get a paycheck, or um, you know, money comes to us in some sort of way. That's actually the absolute last part of the cycle of money. Money is actually an a part of divinity. Again, divine, God, goddess, nature, whatever you think of that, what is greater than us? Um, so, if you think about the the divine, it is it starts out as this formless form, right? It's, it's the, it's the, all that is, but then there are lots of different physical manifestations of the divine and money is one of them. And so any, any way that money comes to you, it starts out as divine energy. So one of my um, favorite mantras is, source god goddess universe is the source of my money it's not my job it's not my husband it's not my family it's not my employer they are not my source money happens to come through them but the but money is actually divinity and not to go too deep in it but then that, what that also means is that money is actually love Right. So the actual currency, the actual feeling of money is, is divine love, which can really start to shake up how you start to think about it. Right. Um, because money has been, quite frankly, co-opted here on this planet. People use it for power, um, prestige, honor, self-worth. And it's none of that. It's it's literally uh, divine inaction.
0: I love that. I think that's the first time I've actually heard someone put it in terms of it being more of the divine than their actual um, like employer, like you said, or um, their job mm-hmm. and things like that. Because I think a lot of people, including myself, um, especially before I got in my whole spiritual revelation of everything <laughs> that I've been doing, um, I never really heard of money relationship. And I never really heard of how money can, it, it shouldn't be th- in a thought process of actual the job. The job gave it to me. The job, it should be really the universe or whoever you are thinking of the higher realm is the act it's that's where it's flowing from, not from the actual job.
1: Exactly. And one of the things, you know, things they never teach you in school, right? And this is one of them. Um, and, and most accounting programs, if you're going to go to accounting, or if you're, if you're going to read a money book, that that's about, um, you know, how to retire at 55, they're not going to tell you that, that the universe is where the money is coming from. Um, but this is, it's, re- it's vital, quite honestly, that's, well, I teach it. So of course, I, I have a little bit of bias here. Um, <laughs> but right, but this is vital. And here's why. Because money is sourced from the universe, your supply, my supply, everybody's supply is unlimited. When we think about that money coming through our employer, it's based on how much money we can make an hour right? Um, What's that job worth? Um, You know, or if, if I'm part of, you know, Mary Kay, or um, that's an old brand, I'm telling my age here, but any of the brands, right, where, where you, where you're a salesperson, your money is limited by the amount of time that you can put into it, or the number of cold calls that you can make. And while that is, there is a layer of that, there's always some action that's going to be involved in creating your money. If you can remember that, the, that the, the universe, the divine, is sourcing your money, you have truly unlimited ability to create money. So then what you have to do then is to foster that relationship with the divine so that you can begin to start to hear what kinds of steps you can take to create more money in your bank account, right? Um, Because I mean, we don't get a check from the universe, (laughs) right? So you You gotta learn how to translate it. Uh, I get that, right? (laughs) But it's it's just it's so important to to start to shift that understanding so that because otherwise you're sort of left with well. You know, what kind of education do I have? How much money can I make? And then that's just as much as can come in versus, um, you know, short of winning the lottery or getting an inheritance or something. Right. So it gives you so much more freedom to begin to think about creating what you really want on this planet.
0: Yeah. And then I guess that's when the, 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 the ideas of actually being your own like boss and then we're in that, having that mindset of really putting into what you want to do, not what you're supposed to be doing or what you got just because of your education or something. This is actually something that powers you from the inside, which then I would think will grow from whatever you're getting from that product or whatever you're selling. It grows more abundant because you're putting something out there that's from the divine that you're powering in to do something for yourself, to have more money come in for yourself, which then just kind of grows
1: kind of very well said yes okay yeah yep very well said um you know i think so for example um you know i have a client who, who is at a job and he was working on his um he had a few issues that he was working on but he was building his belief that that money is limitless right and as he's doing that he's he, all of a sudden he was supposed to get a certain payment of money, but what happened was the company said, well, due to X, Y, and Z, you know, we're doubling this. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right. So even though, yes, it technically came through the company, it was his work, right? It was his tending of that money relationship that opened up the possibility for him to receive more. It's really, it, it's, you know, you can start running experiments. I, that's what I like to tell my clients, start to run some experiments and start to play with some of these concepts and see what happens. And it can be really fun.
0: Also, I didn't know you really took like, um, yeah clients, can we dive into that? What, what type of, of, specific work do you do with your clients or is it kind of like broad or is it whatever they need? You just kind of help them, um, have a better mindset to grow that type of money relationship.
1: Right. Yes. So, um, I do, so there's several different things that I do. Um, one of which is I work with a paradigm called soul language. Um, soul language is a, uh, a paradigm that helps put tangibility to soul. So I, I help, I, I identify, uh, the three personal soul languages that we each came with. And then we have three supporting energies that we brought with us to support our money relationship. So that's, That's one piece of it. So we, so that's immediately beginning to to help you plug into the divine in a very tangible way. Um, and to help us get into alignment with who we really are. So, for example, one of my personal languages is pioneer. So I am never, ever going to be doing something that everybody else is doing. I'm always going to be a little bit out ahead, paving new roads, helping people down new roads, new mindsets. Okay. And once I figured that out about myself, oh, my goodness, I really gave myself permission to be who I was. And because before it was sort of like... So it's kind of a little bit odd jennifer right um but then i learned that, that was really what i'm here for so that's one piece of the puzzle and then i also do um i also do energy work energy healing to i help people identify the some of the roadblocks that are in the way that are keeping them in this this place of pattern and um we uh help to uh, help to release those patterns and build in new patterns of thought and then finally, we work in the realm of the money relationship and helping people really take charge of their money relationship and, quote, fixing. I shouldn't even use that word, but really strengthening each of the aspects of the money relationship so that they can, again, be in a, a, a place of joy with money rather than pain and suffering.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh you sounds like you do amazing work. Please, everybody, if you need help with money and having a better relationship with it, please contact Jennifer. Um, I feel like the things that she's doing is going to help you significantly. Um, and, and you mentioned earlier about the three um what I I forget what you said, but you said something about three. Is that the same thing as the three sacred aspects of money? Yes, that's correct. Or is correct. it something different? No, okay. that's, so that's
1: correct, right? So it's it's our relationship with ourself, it's the relationship we have with the divine, and the relationship we have with money. Those are the those three sacred aspects of the relationship that we that puts money into our um, into our bank account, right? And so when you <clears throat> And with the relationship with yourself, it's really about understanding that, you know, I deserve to be seen. I deserve to be heard. Um, uh, Then when we move into the relationship with the divine, it's really about claiming I'm a unique strand of the divine, right? I think that there and and it depends on on um, what type of religion you were raised within uh, or what your what your culture teaches, um, but a lot of times we're taught that we're less than God, we're less than the universe. We are here trying to even ourselves, you know, make ourselves worthy. And um, my opinion, uh, you choose to take it on if you want or not, is that we are of the divine, right? We are we are one unique strand of that God goo which makes us e- we're equal. <laughs> right. So yeah. the divine, yes, has, has so many resources at its fingertips. It is bigger than all of us. It has a, a, a bigger scale, but we are of it. So when we claim that, wow, now we really have access to the resources that, of divinity. And then of course the third aspect is actual money. You know, um, we, we, t- tend to have different thoughts uh, about, about money. Like I'll, I'll ask people to think of, you know, okay, you walk into a room and there's a table in the middle of it and there's this huge pile of money on it. When you walk up next to it, what do you feel? What do you notice? And some people are like, Ooh, I want to stash it all in my shirt and run. Right. And then other, <laughs> uh, other people say, Oh, it feels kind of dirty. Right. I, I, I don't want to be near that. That just sort of feels kind of, Ooh, it has like a, it almost feels evil, right? And, and while those aren't things that we consciously think about those, I mean, how many fairy tales are there that warn about the dangers of money and, you know, don't get too big for your britches and, you know, all these little things that we hear over and over again. I mean, if you just listen to the songs (laughs) that are out there, you know, about, um, gold diggers and, um, all, all kinds of things, all of that plays into our consciousness and, we it, it 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 ends up giving us a push pull with money because if we think money is er- dirty and evil and yet we're saying I want more of it, what are we supposed to you know what, what's our what's our soul we supposed to do? I mean, it's like, <laughs> can't win. It's going to say yeah no I guess. um And so that's where it can get really frustrating where you're saying I want more I want to be this really good steward and yet we have these things behind it that. That push it away, so so each of those aspects require a little bit of tending, and as we do that, we are able to gain more and more consciousness in how we handle our money, in how we are in in relationship with money. It's much easier to sit down and put a budget together, and and feel more like an adult, so to speak. When we're (laughs) right, when we when when we like what we're doing, when we're not like oh, just it's just so painful. Um, cause quite honestly, money can break your heart. Um, right. It, it can, whether you've gone through, whether you've gone through a divorce that was that, that stripped money, whether like myself, I, I, I teach this because I needed to learn it. I went through bankruptcy. Well, it's been how many years now, 13, 14 years ago now. Um, but it broke that it just literally broke my heart, and at the same time, it was the best teaching lesson I've ever had um But it took a while to heal from that from that hurt, and so the more we can grow in our consciousness instead of sort of pushing that pain away again, the more we're we're in charge and the more we get to really honor and dive into our day to day money practices.
0: I love that. And I completely agree with you. I feel like the more you can dive into it and open that wound, really see where the blood is coming out of, and then you'd be able to really patch it up to then grow a better mindset about it and have a more healthy understanding of it and then grow from that. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because sometimes we think we can just slap a Band-Aid over it and it works for a yeah. little while and then, but then, Some, it, yeah. then it festers and it's kind of gross and, you know, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. It just grows into something <laughs> disgusting. And then you're really trying to recognize where the heck is going on here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. With this secondary infection now, right? Which is what bankruptcy was for me. I had a lot of, I had a lot of money wounds. I had a lot of self-worth wounds. Quite honestly, that's what it was about. And I was using money as a measure of my self-worth but I didn't want to allow money to flow for me until I felt worthy. Well, that's a, that's a no win situation, right? So my bank account, the bankruptcy was really a self-worth bankruptcy. That's really what the the issue was for me when I really got right down to it. And so that, um, as I was able to forgive myself for going through the bankruptcy, number one, and be able to, connect with the divine in a way where I knew my, I know myself self-worth now. I know who I am. And um, that's unshakable. And so now my money gets to be unshakable too, because I'm bringing that aspect of myself to my money.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on talking about money in a relationship. I think, I mean, I personally learned a lot and I hope my viewers and listeners, as well as the reading the blog and everything that they can really get in touch with you if they need more assistance when it comes to money in the relationship. Again, everyone, I will have her free money relationship quiz on the blog as well as you can contact her through Facebook and Instagram. That information will be linked again on the blog and um, thank you so much for joining me today, Jennifer. I really do appreciate your time and talking about this and really opening up that conversation about money.
1: Thank you, Candice. It was my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for joining today on our episode as we talk about the relationship with money, you, the divine, the three aspects of money, and how you can actually tend your money relationship to grow that for your benefit. If you would like to go ahead and try out her free money relationship quiz, please go ahead and click on the link down below. We'll take you directly to that quiz as well as a blog post that will have all this information for you so you can get in contact with Jennifer. I do appreciate you guys listening as I am kind of a little sad that next week is going to be our last episode of this season. As you guys know, school starts in August, and with everything going on around it in the world, I want to make sure that I am here focusing helping my son achieve going into sixth grade and with a good positive mindset. And so coming into um, September, October, we'll be starting off season two of The Butterfly's Cocoon. In the meantime, if you would love to be part of our new segment that we're going to be starting in August, which is basically having you provide us your inspirational stories about you being a mom mature, you doing wellness, fitness, um, anything related that you believe that will benefit other women as far as their journey to helping them embrace who they are, please do get in contact with me. Um, Our email address is also going to be linked down below in this blog post. So please send us out an email. Let us know you're interested. I'd be happy to go ahead and post your information on the website so other women can get to know you better and provide that inspirational story. But yeah, I do appreciate you guys so much for listening and, and being involved and just really embracing this podcast and to your daily routine. Our next episode is actually going to be on how to be a goddess. And I really wanted to end this season with something of things that you can do going into the next month that you can really try to help change the way that you are now to become that beautiful goddess that you all are. Look out for that episode. It will be out next Monday and I will catch you guys at the next episode. You've been listening to the Butterfly's Cocoon podcast. Don't forget to hit our subscribe button so you don't miss on our next episode and become part of our butterfly family to receive freebies and more to help further embrace shedding your cocoon. Thank you so much for joining me and have a beautiful day.